The topics and information discussed in this podcast are no substitute for the advice and guidance you can receive from your own GP or care practitioners. If you have any medical concerns, always seek the advice of your GP or pharmacist. Welcome to Our House, Your Health, the preventative healthcare podcast. Hi, Lara. We made it to episode two, and it's great to be back. (laughs) I know. It's gone so quickly. How are you? I'm all right, actually. What have we got in store for our listeners today? Well, in today's podcast, we will be talking about diabetes. Once again, we have a great case study that is so enlightening. Diabetes, as you may be aware, is when you're unable to control your blood glucose levels. It's affecting more and more people in the UK, and it's estimated that by 2025, there'll be 5 million diabetics in the country. That's a scary thought, actually, as diabetes can lead to so many other complications if it's not well controlled. For example, things like heart attacks, strokes, foot problems, eye problems. And even things that lots of people don't realise, like sexual problems in men and women, problems with sensation, as well as gum disease, nerve damage, and the increased risk of cancer. There's also the issue of acute problems like hypoglycemia, or hyperincidence and increased levels of ketones. Absolutely. What I find worrying is that many people have type 2 diabetes for years without realising it as the symptoms are not that specific. You're right because feeling thirsty, feeling tired or having weight loss issues and frequent thrush for example are not exclusively linked to diabetes. You might have these symptoms and not think anything in particular. Exactly. And that's why creating awareness is so important. And once again, our case study is so inspiring because we have someone who shows how, with some determination and a positive attitude, you can lead a normal life and even change the course of the condition. Let's have a listen now. Hi, I'm Pretty. I'm a mum of two boys. I love walking, generally keeping fit and healthy when I'm not working. uh, I enjoy arts and crafts and making handmade cards and wedding stationery. Yeah, I mean, family is really important to me um, over the years since more so when my sister um, and myself had our kids. Our kids are very similar ages. We've been pregnant pretty much together. Both, both times with both our children, so we've you know gotten really close. Yeah, family is really important. From a very young age, um, my parents have have had diabetes. Um, so diabetes has run in my family for for many many years. And for me, growing up. I didn't really understand what diabetes was. I didn't understand why my mum gave up work at such an early age because she couldn't control her diabetes. Um, and I guess for me, there was probably a little bit of lack of knowledge. I couldn't help her. I just didn't know how to help her. And then um, when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, kind of in my late 20s, at that point, I kind of thought to myself, you know, some of the symptoms that I was feeling um, for that six months before being diagnosed kind of all started to make sense. Um, I was feeling really low. I was feeling really overweight. Um, I wasn't happy with the way that I looked. Um, I was quite afraid and scared at the time because I was so young. Um, and for me, it was 
the thought of being kind of on this lifelong medication you know as soon as you kind of diabetic that's it it doesn't ever go away it's something that you're going to have to live with and that was quite a scary story because not only is it you know 20 you know from the age of 20 you're having to take medication every day and you know that you're going to have to take this medication for the rest of your life i just feel like i wasn't educated enough and i think also i was young um there was other stuff going on it wasn't at the top of my my list to be healthy you know i think i was just naive um at, at the time to think that i could do anything about this and as i've grown up as i've grown older as i've got a family um a partner i now realize that you know i can treat my health and i can think about my health in a different in a different way and and be healthy As part of my diabetes journey, um, I refer to what I call as sparks that led me to to where I am today. And these these sparks have come throughout my last 10 years of, of this journey. So my first was um, spending a weekend with a doctor friend. And I remember I'd forgotten my medication at home and being a doctor, he was like, no, come on, let's get you to the hospital. Let's get you some emergency supplies. Um, he's He was quite an energetic doctor and we were running around from the car park in the hospital and I just could not keep up with him. I was so unfit. We got home and I remember we sat down and he said, you really struggled to keep up with me, didn't you, Pretty? And I was like, yeah, I did. I, I was really out of breath and he's like, you are really unhealthy. He's, you know, he's he's one of he's a doctor, but he's very blunt. He'll tell you exactly how it is. And obviously, he was my friend as well. And I said, I know. What can I do about this? And he said, Do you understand what diabetes is and why you have it? And I was like, No. I remember him drawing pictures of my pancreas and explaining insulin and energy and all these words that he was using and I just it was a spark moment because I realized that I didn't give myself diabetes diabetes and being diabetic is something that's inside me and it's the way my body's working the way my pancreas is working and it was that was a kind of turning point for me where if I didn't do something about my lifestyle and my way of eating, then I wasn't going to be able to control my diabetes. So the second spark for me was when I was having my first baby. This was the spark that made me really look at myself and look at my health journey and really want to look after myself and my unborn child, you know, eating healthy, exercising, uh, seeing a nutritionist, to keep both myself and my baby healthy. Since having my children, understanding why I have diabetes, what diabetes is, I've never really looked back now. Um, I've still, you know, don't get me wrong, I've fluctuated in my weight over the last 12 years that I've had diabetes. But I, I believe, for me, um, my lifestyle, my diet, my health choices, eating well, 
calorie counting, walking two hours a day, having a personal trainer, going to the gym, having my regular checkups with the GP. I continue to take metformin, my medication, on a daily basis. I have a regular six-month blood test that checks my diabetes levels. I have a yearly uh, eye check to check for glycoma. I have my yearly flu jabs and these are all measures that have been put in place to help me manage my diabetes. My, my overall thoughts when I think about my diabetes is summed up in another one of them spark moments where I learned that diabetes was a silent killer. I can't quite remember where I learned this or where I read it, but I do remember how scared it made me feel. Diabetes is not just a disease of the pancreas. It's your eyes, it's your nerves, it's your kidneys, it's your feet, it's your sensations. There's so much more around it. And it was for that reason that I realized that I needed to look after myself. So this right now, at this stage in my life, I feel the healthiest, I feel the fittest. I am in discussions with my GP to reduce the amount of metformin that I should be taking or could be taking on a daily basis. I feel I'm in control of my health, I'm in control of my life and therefore my future and the health and happiness of my family. Not only do I eat healthy and enjoy a healthy lifestyle, I try to ensure that my kids and my family do too. What a great story. So refreshing to have someone admit that they didn't know much about their condition, but once they got to grips with it, they were willing to make the necessary changes to stay healthy. I know, Pretty told her story so well and she's made such a difference to her life by having such a positive attitude to healthy eating and exercise. I think it's time now to introduce Dr Vidya, who is a mother, GP and lifestyle coach, to comment on our case study. Dr (laughs) Vidya, welcome. Hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me back and uh, great to be catching up once again. (laughs) Yes, it's so lovely to have you join us. How have you been coping with the whole coronavirus issue? Well, um, actually, I have to say I'm grateful that, um, you know, myself and my loved ones are well and I'm grateful Mm -hmm. that because I am a coach, I had actually set up a virtual business a couple of years ago so yeah it's actually been really interesting to see how people are wanting to have more sort of control over their health especially in times of feeling of that lack of control you know so Mm. seeing more actually which is great (laughs) because this is something we've been (laughs) talking for years right this is really actually amazing I think to see people so sort of like okay well actually there is a there is actually a lot within my control so, Dr. Vidya, what did you think about Pretty's story? I think it's brilliant. You know, I to- totally resonates that was when she 
became pregnant because again mm-hmm. that feeling of control right of okay well there's actually a lot I can do here yeah it can be quite overwhelming sometimes when you've got a little baby in your womb of like oh yeah. it's responsible for this for this child but you can also see it on the flip side right this is called the law of polarity when you look at universal laws uh, law of attractions the other one is, is another one the law of polarity yeah. which means that what's the complete opposite of this essentially well this is amazing there's so much in my control like i can literally determine what is going in um to feed mm. the and myself yeah there are some things which i can't 100 control to do with the pancreas and my family history um yeah. but there is so much i can do you know so i'm really grateful that she she saw that for herself because that's self-empowerment yeah. and yeah, definitely that's where yeah. all of that self-healing um comes from in combination of course with with your health team but as you as the orchestra uh, as the as a conductor if you like taking the lead if you like so yeah very powerful wasn't it very very powerful yeah yeah and what would you say are the main issues that you feel diabetics face I think the biggest thing is the awareness you know so mm. usually if you're um having a, a strong family history like myself of diabetes uh, perhaps in one of the high-risk categories so you know south asian like myself i'm sri lankan um or afro-caribbean you often have a family member that's had yeah. diabetes and you know this is you were really young and maybe because of their awareness around the around the condition they may have had some very difficult complications and so it's natural for people to jump straight to that. Like, oh gosh, you know, my auntie had this and she had, you know, the worst case scenario. So equally, you can have some people who know nothing about it and think, oh, it's just a sugar problem. I'll just stop eating sugar. Um, mm. Which it is actually as simple as, it can be as simple as that. That's important. Yeah. But, but not understanding the gravity. And so I have had many patients, thousands of <laughs> you. It's almost like they come every week or every couple of months have their HbA1c which is a diabetes test to check the control and I've actually told some patients you know don't come back and it sounds really harsh I know this but I was just like we're just watching your level go up because you're not taking control and I know that sounds really harsh but Mm. ultimately there is only so much that the best medications and the best therapies and all of these things can do this is what I'm saying is the mindset which is what Preeti had was of you know she could have said oh my gosh this is awful and she yeah. was feeling a little bit like that wasn't she she was yeah, feeling initially initially but then she obviously felt like no 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 actually I've got to I've got to do something about this and I can do something so actually you can take control and it's those patients who have absolutely flourished and actually it's not been something ridiculously complicated it was actually ultimately mindset around actually well, what what foods can I change you know like how can I do this um and it has dramatically cut you know some a lot of them have completely come off insulin so um really I I, I think the biggest thing is yes there are amazing therapies out there but that always takes the control away from the patient. Whereas actually the right. power is within you, you know, like you've got to be saying, you know, like like the old school song, like, I got the power. 
but it's true but it's, it is it's so it is so true and I think with Pretty like she was saying there were highlights that made her take control and I love Pretty's story because she was so positive about getting everything right she yes. wanted to understand her condition she wanted to eat healthily and exercise but above all she wanted to be fit yes. and so in your experience have you ever had cases where type 2 diabetes has been reversed yes definitely and um these were patients who were on insulin as well Mm -hmm. um a couple of them who were you know like sort of having that conversation of look you know like the next thing is insulin and actually insulin has changed a lot you know the last few years there's nothing to be scared of if if that is an option something to feel guilty or bad about like i think feel grateful like wow it's you know, it's amazing that we have these things here, but you can reverse diabetes. Look, mm. let me say one thing. I think as health professionals, I have to be honest, I think because we, I think it's changing now, but I think because as a society, it was a very blaming society, particularly in the Western mm. world. So as a health professional, even I would sometimes feel quite scared of saying you can reverse your diet, you know, the medical legal and all this and yeah. But actually, I think a lot of that's changed now as people understand their own responsibility with their health. And I, I mean that from a place of love, you know, <laughs> yeah. with, with love. But it, it's true, you know, like in terms of ultimately, do you really want to be coming to see me every single week and having mm. blood tests and checkups? And, you know, you could be spending this time with your family and you could be living a completely different life, let alone not actually having diabetes or maybe just having to take just one tablet a day, you know, something very minimal. It's not... You aren't diabetes and diabetes isn't you. With that story, Pretty had so many things in her favour and such a positive attitude. If someone were to be in her position, wanting to make positive changes but didn't know where to turn, what would you suggest? So I would say that what you want to do is have a, a definite plan in action nothing overwhelming but something that you really feel that you can do kind of like a kickstart um so um i've actually uh, written a book uh shameless plug here so it's called habits your life-changing guide how to tra- how to transform your mind body and life and it's a 21 day plan um so essentially what you have is a 21 day food plan a 21-day exercise plan and a mindset plan. I wanted to also talk about this phenomenal book, um, How Not to Die. <laughs> it's a great title. By Dr. Michael, I think it's Greger or Greger, um, which is essentially okay. that following a plant-based diet, you have to be completely vegan, but they did do some yeah. studies quite early on. And overall, um, insulin requirements were cut by almost 60%. Um, wow. And half wow. the diabetics, yeah, amazing. and half the diabetics were yeah. um, able to get off the insulin completely. Oh my goodness, that's, that's quite amazing, amazing, isn't it? it is. <laughs> that, is, that just shows what can be done. Well, it does, and I think it it it's power in that information. Yes, you modify it to suit you. Of course, you know you you, you have a physician or you know pharmacist or health coach. Yeah. You, you do it with your team. Do it responsibly. But ultimately, you have to want it to happen as well, you know. So yeah. you go in with it's this a mindset, I think. Exactly, yes, the yes. mindset. And what about in terms of exercise? If you wanted to build up your exercise gradually, would so you know, yeah. So I would definitely suggest 
of course, gradually, you know, last thing you want to do is get started. There's all going to get like an injury and sprain your ankle. <laughs> so yeah. you want to get definitely get started gradually, but focus on, you know, the different strands. So you want cardiovascular. Like, what does that mean? Basically, you know, what's getting you a bit out of breath, you know, so just go for a walk, make it simple. So, you know, a, a five to 10 minute walk might not sound like much, but when you do that actually every day to the point where you're getting a little bit out of breath, that makes a big difference. Secondly, strength. Right. So we're focusing on the muscles, you know, toning, squats and push ups, you know, however you want to do it. Use a chair, sit down and do it, really modify it so you can actually do it. You know, don't just struggle and just do one and then break something. (laughs) 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 You know, don't get a hernia, Uh, but just like do something that you can actually do and feel good about it. You know, play music, feel really like, wow, I'm really so proud of myself that I'm really taking action. You know, I'm because I am the only problem and I am therefore the only solution you know in a non-blaming empowering way so I can do this you know I've totally got this yeah I think that's vital and and it's through educating people about the condition that we can ensure that detection is early Mm. and so appropriate steps can be taken yeah I think I think with um because yes, although you can of course reverse it and come off insulin and and all of those things, you can definitely do that. But of course, I mean, why not make it easier for yourself, right? So earlier detection <laughs> for anything. This is why awareness mm. is so important because you've just got more tools available to you, more time, more resources. It, it's just a much, you know, let's be honest, it's an easier journey, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, and it's. You know, it's pretty easy to, to diagnose as well. Very much so. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Billion, for being so insightful. You have been fantastic. Thank you. Well, that wraps up our second podcast, and we do hope that you've learned something new. We'd like to thank Pretty for sharing her inspirational story. If you have any questions or thoughts, please drop us a line. Yes, that would be great. And we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at info at thehouseofwellbeing.co.uk or pop in and see us at the London House of Wellbeing, 200A Relton Road, right opposite Hernhill train station. Feel free to leave feedback about today's show if you want to. Until next time, stay safe and well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Take care.